0: I think that um, uh, if all of our wealth could be recorded on a ledger on on the internet, we would need the kind of hash power that is uh, formidable enough to to withstand any kind of uh, adversarial attack. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, Um, um, building cities has been done. Protecting cities has been done with militaries how can we uh, shift a lot of the protection of those ownership rights to Bitcoin's hash power. And and that's what uh, what we're looking to to, to do with Bitcoin.
1: Welcome to One Love Bitcoin, I'm Dred your host. My goal is to go around the world and talk to one Bitcoiner from every country and learn a thing or two along the way. This week we're going to Cameroon to the Boya Mountains to talk with Chio Minang, the founder of a company called Jangi which is kind of like partner draw in Jamaica and also he's the founder of Bitcoin Mountain which is a community similar to Bitcoin Beach in El Salvador but now in Cameroon as well. These kind of communities are popping up all over the world. So I had the pleasure at the Africa Bitcoin conference to speak with Chio about Bitcoin Mountain and about his journey down in the Bitcoin rabbit hole. I'm, a, I'm trying out this new background, so we'll see if I like it or not. I don't know. It's, it's, it's very big. <laughs> but we'll see if I keep it in the future episodes. Let me know what you think. Give me your comments down below and let's see if this, this um, background works or not. This week, we're gonna have a faucet for people in Cameroon. So if you're Cameroonian and you want some free Bitcoin via your lightning wallet, go to cameroon.onelovebitcoin.com. It's cameroon.onelovebitcoin.com. Make sure you have a lightning wallet. That is a URL, an URL enabled lightning wallet. Scan the code and get some free Bitcoin. If you don't know what that means, just Google it or message me and we can help. All right, um, oh, as usual, um, if you are in the U.S. and you want some Bitcoin, you can buy it at Swan Bitcoin. Um There's many ways to custody your Bitcoin, so don't leave it on exchanges, don't even leave it on Swan. Take it off, put it in your hardware wallet, put it on your phone. Wherever you do, make sure you self-custody it. And if you are anywhere else in the world, peer-to-peer exchange works very well as well. So join a peer-to-peer group, whether it's Telegram, BISC, um, or RoboSats is really good nowadays. I really like RoboSats, actually, so look that up, too. Um, and I'll have all that stuff in the show notes. Anyway, full joy, this one. <laughs> full joy, this one. And one love.
2: To you. Sweet mother. Sweet mother, I don't so far you for me. I forget so far you
1: I don't even know what to ask. Usually I'm prepared. Usually I have like uh, you know uh, first at least Google mapped
3: out where Cameroon is yeah. and then find all the major cities. Then i would usually dig into wikipedia and find out history about the city and history sure. about the country and dig into the community and see what you guys have done i've done none of that
0: right, <laughs> yeah, we were just and- yeah
3: so but still welcome to one of bitcoin thank you Chio yeah it's amazing to meet you um everything you're doing is kind of aligned with all the other community projects i've seen except um of course you're going to be unique in your own way because you know cameroon is a unique country to everywhere else yeah so First, uh, you know, tell the people about your story. You know, how did you get into Bitcoin, and um, tell us about Cameroon and Bitcoin Mountain too. but Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, actually, my
0: my my story, uh, before getting to Bitcoin was one of uh, discovery. Um, in a sense that in 2005, uh, when I was in high school, um, I stumbled upon a book in the library, and the title was Worlds Apart and uh, it was explaining why um the west seems to be developing mm-hmm. uh quite exponentially mm-hmm. and uh, africa seems to be stagnant somewhat in terms of development um but what the settled to was that uh, there are institutions in the west that would protect private property rights right so if people have uh private property rights there's a basis therefore to have an instrument to create wealth for themselves right um so ever since that time, I've been trying to figure out ways um, um, to engage in the process to build institutions in my home country, Cameroon, that would guarantee private property rights. Now, um, before Bitcoin, uh, we imagined that private property rights could only be guaranteed by good governance, mm-hmm. right? So by the state. By the state, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so from that point on, I was looking at you know um, how to build. Um, the right institutions, right? um, That would make the state to guarantee private property rights. Now that led me to um, another interesting book is called the Mystery of Capital by uh, Hernando de Soto. And in that he was explaining um, that merely having uh, functioning land registries for for countries um, could unlock a lot of wealth that is tied up to land, right? So um, a lot of Africans have land, but because it's not titled, they have no basis to use that as an asset to get access to financing and and businesses. businesses. Um, so I started looking at that through Okay, what are the the endeavours that could be made to ensure a functioning uh,
3: language stream? Um, this is also something I've seen in other countries too. That same. Um, Lack of a title not only doesn't allow them to monetize their land, but it also doesn't allow them to protect their land, right? Exactly, because anybody could come and now claim piece of it or do whatever they want. They happen. So, way to say this is this is my geographic exactly property exactly. Um,
0: so again, then the, the progression led to 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 something else, uh, which was, um, well, land is not something that we could carry with you. So I started looking at other aspects that that Africans have, which is uh, knowledge, <laughs> right? So that shifted now from um, land registries to uh, institutions that would protect intellectual property rights, okay. right? Okay. Uh, so again, I was exploring a lot of that, mm-hmm. which naturally led me now to Bitcoin,
2: mm-hmm.
0: in the sense that uh, Bitcoin is the first asset the first knowledge, because ownership of Bitcoin is just the knowledge of a secret in your head, you see. So we moved from uh, thinking about uh, property rights as the basis of wealth creation, figuring out ways to guarantee the property rights by starting with the state and then that being land, and then moving on to think and say, but you can't. Land is not portable, right? So the only thing that you could carry with you everywhere is knowledge. Mm-hmm. So how do we protect, you know, intellectual property rights? To so discovering Bitcoin, which is the protection of intellectual property rights, which is uh, your secret code, except not by government but by cryptography. So it was an elegant yeah. solution to what I've been preoccupied with for 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 many years. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I was led therefore uh, to Bitcoin. I would say Bitcoin is a discovery uh, for me. Uh, That happened in 2012. At the time I was in uh, Denmark. Um, So I moved back to Cameroon, having figured out the ultimate solution to uh, the question I've been pondering for all these years. And um, it was that I was going to build a business um, on the Bitcoin standard. Now, I wasn't sure what exactly that business would be. But I felt, okay, if I start a community, right, um, first of all, with education, just sharing that knowledge with other people. Um, with a collective of other people, we could ponder different ideas and then figure out what what Bitcoin
3: business we could start. So the community was just... Kind of a means to an end. When exactly. You. Okay.
0: Exactly. Um, so the first thing was to get many more people interested in in, in Bitcoin and, and have knowledge um, as to what that would be. And again, given that I, I figured out that um, um, one of the most important assets is not even land; it's uh, uh, knowledge and intellectual property. Um, if I teach many more people about Bitcoin, in a sense, I'm I'm increasing the Bitcoin wealth. Yes. We just need to figure out ways to register the wealth, the the knowledge that we've created and be able to sell that and, and, and make more Bitcoins, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started uh, um, a company called Jangi, and, and I'll tell you why I, I picked the name Jangi. Um, Nigeria, of course, in Africa is the more uh, popular country. So they have um, um, uh, rotating savings and credit associations.
3: Uh, it's prevalent across Africa, but in Nigeria they call them uh, susus, right? Yeah, okay. in, So in Jamaica, it, even though it's very form- informal, Call it um, partner draw. Partner draw, yeah, okay. But SUSU, so, so, same thing so, rotating, rotating, but yeah. get a draw one month
0: or Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, so in Cameroon, uh, we call those jangis, mm. yeah. So for that reason, because I felt that uh, because you don't need uh, permission in a sense to engage with Bitcoin, and because Bitcoin is a network, right, of nodes, mm-hmm. um, I felt that, okay, that is quite similar to the way this groups work. People come together and they could verify the transactions that are happening within uh, the group right informally mm-hmm. so um i picked the name Jengi for the company Jengi uh, systems actually so okay. the name of the company is gengi systems
2: okay.
0: uh but the brand of course is uh Gen-G. and with that i felt it would be uh, an organization that i could use to create other products so initially um we said that Jangi Systems was a company that would build Bitcoin products, services, experiences, and transformations uh, by products. It would be, I don't know, an exchange, whatever. Services could be consulting. Experiences would be maybe conferences and meetups and uh, stuff like that. And then transformations for us would be that um, there's certain ethos that comes with Bitcoin culture. And if you imbibe that philosophy, um, there is certain integrity that you would have, there's certain uh, respect that you'd have for work because, I mean, one of the ethos of Bitcoin is proof of work, right? To get anything you need to work for it. So we felt that the kinds of transformations that we bring to the audience that we're serving are the one that would give them I mean, the integrity, first of all, respect for work, and to know that with work, you can create wealth for yourself mm-hmm. and protect that wealth uh, with uh, cryptographic keys. So your keys, your coins, and things like that. Uh, so Bitcoin products, Bitcoin, Services, experiences, and transformations. That's um, how we started up, and then um, we discovered Bitcoin Beach in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Right. What was especially interesting with that is Bitcoin Beach was the having to um, El Salvador as a country adopting, you know, uh, a Bitcoin that. Yes. Um. So for Cameroon, of course, if we want to make uh Bitcoin legal tender at the nation state level, you will need to be in a position of power, mm-hmm. right? But uh, because we're not in that position yet, we felt okay we could start a smaller community, right? And hopefully, uh, bootstrap that, mm-hmm. and then gain the attention of you know uh, those that are in positions of power at the nation state level to engage more seriously with uh, Bitcoin. Okay. So, we did the uh, uh, Bitcoin mountain, right? Mm-hmm. Because the area that we're covering, um, it's so, first of all, um, there is a mountain, but the, the tallest peak in all of West Africa is called Mount Baku
3: or Mount Kanduin, uh, if you will. Um, so, so let, let's back up because um, I found some people in the West, we don't even really know where Cameroon is, the oh, sure, is much sure. less the yeah. geographic, geographic topology, yeah. topology of it.
0: So okay. I, again, uh, before, I made mean, I to Nigeria and Suzy before talking about Janky, because I know that Nigeria is the more uh, popular country in Africa. I mean, we have to give them uh, the computers. Um, so we are a neighboring country to Nigeria, which is the east of uh, Nigeria. Mm-hmm. A matter of an interesting story, uh, um, once upon a time, there was a part of Cameroon that was governed uh, together with, with Nigeria, mm-hmm. um, the English-speaking side of, of Cameroon. So Cameroon is a um, bilingual, mm-hmm. biogerural and as a consequence, bicultural country. Okay. There is uh, an English-speaking uh, region and a French-speaking region The two different halves of colonization. Yes, yeah. Yeah, yes. Um, um, as much well, So originally it was um, colonized by the Germans.
2: Mm. And Are they then, still
0: German-speaking Cameroon? No, 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 no okay. there isn't. I mean, it's been a long time. It's been about hundred years. Okay? okay. So originally it was the Germans, and then after the First World War, the Germans were defeated in Cameroon by the French and British. All right. So, uh, with that alliance, they were able to split the country in half. So okay. the British took one part, the French took another. But then the British took their part of the country and merged that with Nigeria and governed that as one block. It was only uh, much later, nineteen sixty-one, that the English side um, gained independence and joined, you know, the French-speaking uh, um, side of the country. Okay. So that's how um, what used to be two different countries, governed by France and Britain, came together uh, uh, after independence in nineteen sixty-one. Um, so Bitcoin Mountain is found in the English region. Okay. Um, around the Boya Mountain Area, Boya Mountain Area, So Boya Mountain Area. So Boya Mountain, or Mount Fako, or Mount Cameroon. There's three names that the mountain has. You could call it uh, Boya Mountain, you could call it Mount Fako, or you could call it Mount Cameroon. So that is the tallest peak in all of West Africa, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and it's also along the Atlantic coast of uh, West Africa. Okay, right. So we have two, I would say, key natural features. We have a volcanic mountain. Is Maobaco a volcano? Yes, 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 it is. Okay. But we're not active. Um, The last time we had uh, uh volcanic activity with eruptions and lava flow and all of that was in 1999. That's not too long ago. Okay. But if you before, think about it. If you think about it, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so there was volcanic activity in 1999. There was a volcanic flow. So it it, it flew from the mountain mm-hmm. right down to the sea. Right, wow. so if you visit, uh, when Paco was in Cameroon, we did take him to the site to visit, so you could actually see the uh, solidified magma. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- there's plenty of vegetation on it now because you know that uh, uh, um, volcanic soil is fertile soil, it creates uh, land, creates land and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, so we have, uh, the mountain volcanic. We have the. Lava flow and the solidification that's a terrestrial site today, mm-hmm. and then we have you know the ocean, the beach, right? And mm-hmm. the Atlantic Ocean. Um, so we felt that we could carve out an area called FACO, it's a division in, in Cameroon where you have uh, four cities there's Boya, Limbe, Chico, and Muyuka. Now, across those four cities, there are 500,000 people, and we felt that we might be able to orange peel if we put in the work, say 10% of that would work, we're Good be 10%, so that would be 50,000 people. So the mission therefore of um, Bitcoin Mountain is to orange peel uh, 50,000 people that are living around the mountain area along the Atlantic coast of Cameroon, right? Um, now having carved out that area, Um, And and mind you, remember that we started Jangi, the company. Yeah. We were training people, Mm -hmm. uh, which people we could use to build Bitcoin products, services, experiences, and transformations. Um, With that team, we were able now to set up this community called uh, Bitcoin Mountain that would cover that uh, area around uh, the mountain. All right. Now, the next uh, phase of our project was to build a bank. Because we didn't we didn't want this to be a not for profit. We we saw it more as a startup society, okay. right? Like a special economic zone, if you will. Mm, okay. So if you think of say places like Dubai, Hong Kong, uh, Singapore, Shenzhen, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and I think Shanghai, to China, because you know um, when Hong Kong reunited, if you will, with uh, mainland China. So, uh, I think that's a nice word to use, reunited. Well, I mean, that, that was the case. Uh, what happened in, in China, the British took it away from the Chinese with but the OP war. previously, not, previously. not, okay. not recently? recently. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but I, I think the terms was that the British would run it for 100 years and they would have to return Hong Kong right. to China. So in a sense, I, I'm not from Hong Kong, but what the history says, it, it used to be China, yeah, and then the British came and conquered it with the Opium Wars. But then the promise that the British made was that they would have to return it in a hundred years mm-hmm. to, to China, right? So I think I think it was in 1997 that Hong Kong had to
3: go back to, to China. Although there was some arrangement it that were, uh, for years they were saying it, and it, it didn't happen yet, and the Chinese okay. kept, on, kept on saying, you know, it hasn't happened. It hasn't happened. yet. Okay. yeah, but so, yeah. So I, I I don't know how the democracy have muddied the waters there yeah. in terms of what should have happened. Right?
0: Yeah, but but in, in any case, um um, Hong Kong was a model for China to 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 learn the requirements for development, the kinds of institutions that you would need for development, right? right? So. China, therefore, was able to make Shenzhen and Shanghai as special economic zones that were modeled after Hong Kong. Ah, okay, okay, right. So now we're imagining Bitcoin Mountain to serve as a startup society that has the right set of laws that protects private property rights. Mm -hmm. And mind you, if Bitcoin Mountain is built on the Bitcoin standard, it means that these private property rights are guaranteed by cryptographic keys, by the blockchain and things like that. Yep. Right. So if we were able to build special economic zones in Dubai and Singapore and Hong Kong and even in mainland China with Shenzhen and uh, um, Shanghai, with the protection of private property rights by government, imagine what we'll be able to build. If we had the protection of private
3: property rights by incorruptible computer code, yeah, See? it's unstoppable. By, unstoppable by any kind of um, influence or exactly government external pressure to you know follow any ideological law or idea or anything like that. Exactly, yeah,
0: yeah. And then um, apart from that, you now have access to global financing because if you're to set up special economic zone, there are other tools that you would need to be able to attract capital to that area. I suspect that for Dubai, uh, maybe the government would have to get into special arrangements with, I don't know, the World Bank, the IMF or other international uh, financiers mm-hmm. to bring capital to to Dubai. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe that's why they'll have to set up the, I don't know, Dubai International Financial Center, things like that. But then if you have a zone that you've carved out, and you say that the private property rights will be guaranteed by incorruptible computer code that everybody can audit, I think that your chances of pulling capital to that area are orders of magnitude greater than uh, previously when you depended on, on, on a couple of Because money will go where it's treated best. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Um, so education, what's the first? then setting up the community, then setting up the physical area that we want to transform with uh, Bitcoin as uh, the
3: guarantor of privacy rights. And how did you, or I guess, what process are you, what step are you in that part now, the actual physical area? Good. Um, so, like I
0: said, um, Bitcoin Mountain, uh, if you check on btcmaps.org, yeah, yeah. so you see the area that, that it covers. But I mentioned that it's four cities. So there's Boya, uh, which is closest to the mountain. Mm-hmm. Then there is Limbe, which is closest to the, to the ocean. So there's a beach it's in uh, in Limbe. Okay. Um, so, of course, when we start attracting Bitcoin tourists and stuff like that, if you want to go surfing, you go to Limbe. If you want to go hiking, you can go to Boya. Um, and Moeka provides a lot of uh, land uh, for agriculture, right? So we were interested in, I don't know, regenerative, regenerative agriculture, we look at areas like that, or to set up plantations mm-hmm. uh, as an economic activity. Mm-hmm. Um, Tico, uh, the other city, uh, they're trying to re- do uh, an international airport. I think the government is trying to do okay. it. Yeah, so. We feel that um is that close to the nigerian side no it's okay. it's closer is closer to the french cameroon side okay right While boya and Limbe are close to the nigerian side. yeah but in any case they're, they're all uh, uh very uh, close cities mm-hmm. uh, so in our mission those are the four cities that we want to transform okay uh, by building infrastructure essentially building the city but on the bitcoin standard so think of it as a special economic zone or instead of city, but built on the different climate. Um, so the next uh, uh, thing in a roadmap was uh, energy infrastructure, because you can't yeah, do you work without energy. energy. Even, human,
2: exactly even
0: humans yeah. would have to eat food to yeah. have the energy to do any kind of work, yeah. right? So if you want to industrialize, the condition is to have cheap energy. You can't do that life without cheap energy.
3: What does energy look like today in Cameroon?
0: Very expensive. Okay. Um, we don't have um, um the transmission infrastructure. Okay. Of course, we have you know uh, a, a lot of renewable energy potential. So there the rivers and um, Boya Mountain is a little yep. volcanic uh yep. a mountain. Yeah. So I don't know if the research has been done as to how we could tap geothermal or something of this sort. Um, that is stuff that we'll start looking into now that we are very uh, keen on developing that area. Um, but for certain, um, there's plenty of potential for solar, there's potential for hydro. Um, and again, Bitcoin is great in in terms of storing uh, all that energy, right? You just need to set up a mine and then you're tapping all that energy and converting to Bitcoin. So even if we don't have the money to start to build the transmission infrastructure, we at least could mine the Bitcoins with all this free exactly. renewable energy. In place without needing Without transmission, But then use the money now to start rolling out the, you know, uh, uh, transmission uh, infrastructure. Yep. Now with that, we would have the cheap energy to set up factories. So we could do manufacturing. We could start talking about industrialization because you can't talk about industrialization without cheap energy. Yeah. So these are the different uh, steps. So number one, yeah. educate the people. Number two, build a community. Number three, set up a bank
2: mm-hmm.
0: that would finance mining, because with that, you now have uh, Bitcoin, whose value would appreciate to afford the setup of industries mm-hmm. that will be powered by the cheap energy that you started mining, mm-hmm. right? And with manufacturing, you now have goods and services that make people live you know, prosperous lives
3: almost so that setting gets, up a circular economy exactly you know,
0: from the energy from point the energy on yeah. um and, and, and we've done this before like uh, examples that I gave we've done this in Dubai we've done this in Singapore um we've done this in Hong Kong the Chinese learned from Hong Kong to do Shenzhen and uh, Shanghai mm-hmm. um but then that was mostly through you know government uh, guarantees but now we could do startup societies with the uh, private property guarantees
3: of. Uh, hash power on Bitcoin, if you will. Amazing. I mean, I mean, it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense to recreate the wheel, especially if it's a perfect template for what we're doing, except improving upon it with cryptographic protection yep. versus legal. Yeah. Um. What made you decide to use uh four cities as your template to start versus one? Like you know, El Salvador used El Zante yep. as yep. one city first on big friend lake is only using Panahashel as yeah. one city first yeah. what made you feel like the four cities was important um so even though uh, uh
0: in, in in el salvador just started out with uh um, el zonte mm-hmm. ultimately the orange filled the entire country did it right so they started with one I think we should be more ambitious they started with one I'll start with four another person could start in the entire country I don't know um, but it, it was possible to do to do all four. Um and, and that's because um these four cities all surround the mountain. So if I said Bitcoin mountain, right? Mm-hmm. It's not just Boya that is around the mountain. Mm-hmm. Limba is also around the mountain, mm-hmm. Tico is around the mountain, Moyukas is around the mountain. So I didn't want to take away from those other cities, right? That that makes makes sense. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Um matter of fact, those four cities are part of a a I think we call them divisions right it's called faculty division
3: is that the same as like a well in jamaica would be a parish but i guess in the u.s a state yes. um or a county a county, maybe? A county built, okay. uh, or i don't know what's, what is above a
0: county but what so within the county do you have other districts within that county cities, cities. okay oh, yeah. yeah so let's say a county then okay good yeah so um so it's a county mm-hmm. right um and and all those uh cities in that county surround the mountain Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I think it makes sense therefore to say if we're going to uh, call it Bitcoin Mountain and you have all these cities that surround that mountain, it's, it's only fair to the other sense. cities to to, to, part to make of them Bitcoin. find Bitcoin Mountain. And, and then the the tourism angle, like uh, yeah, some people come for that, the mountain, thanks. you know. Yeah. yeah, some people come for uh, surfing. Why don't we just make them have the full experience? Right? You come to Bitcoin Mountain, you could go
3: hiking, you could go uh surfing. Uh, so you haven't had any um huge groups come to Bitcoin Mountain yet? Oh, no, not yet, but uh, we've
0: had um, a lot of interest. So mind you, uh, we are three months old. Uh, we yes. actually uh, set up when uh, Paco was in, in Cameroon. Mm. Um, and this is Paco from Run With Bitcoin, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's that's the one. Paco de la India. Paco de la India. <laughs> uh, we had uh, quite a, a memorable time in Cameroon. We took him all around. There. We took him to the mountain, we took him to the beach. Um. We showed him some um, real estate projects we're looking to do. So we're actually in discussions to acquire twenty-one hectares of land. Ooh. yeah, uh, okay. twenty-one, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, like twenty-one million uh, to build the first, you could say, Bitcoin. What I call it, the neighborhood or city. I don't know if twenty-one hectares is big enough to be called a city, but well, it's it's it would be a real estate project that is. And I know, like in Dubai, they have well, at least what we've seen. Um, you would have, a, I think, you would have a, a design for how a certain area would look like: the houses, the roads, the schools, and everything. The entire community. Yeah. Uh, there will be, I think, the term. I think our term is an offset plan, and then people could start purchasing. Sounds like city planning. City, city, city. planning. Yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so again. All of this is supposed to be a model for how you could build cities in Mm -hmm. other places. So um, if we have the knowledge and the wherewithal to start, then it can be an example for other people. And maybe doing this would have given us the experience to be the uh, uh, people that would be approached by governments. maybe. Maybe in camera, like, okay, apparently you guys have figured this thing out. Uh, uh, What can we learn from you to be able to replicate the same in in other areas in the the country? Um, So instead of going to the government and say, hey, give us land, we we figured out how to purchase the land ourselves, um, allocate plots, Mm -hmm. come up with 3D designs of how houses could look like, and then build them, and then offer, you know, mortgages and things like that. Because um, in in, in Cameroon, I suspect in in other places in Africa, um, if you want to have a house, You have to buy the land yourself, build the house
3: before you move in. And
0: that could take, I don't know, anywhere from six to 10 years. There's
3: no market for, you know, existing lots with lands you can repurchase or resell. So if you have a house that you built with the land on it and you want to sell it, that's not a a possibility that
0: uh, we don't have a a a, a huge market of stuff like that most people build their own houses okay right okay um so again th- this would allow people to be able to finance a house over a long period so we could build you know an entire
2: city neighborhood i'm not sure what the
3: that is sorry i'm going to dig in on sure, this. Yeah. it's so different than the culture uh, in america and even yeah. in jamaica yeah is it because people who have the land and build their house yeah. those houses end up being like multi-generational or you know, yes. they keep it within the family. Yes. It's not yes. something I usually try to sell. It's something that you keep. you have and you have. pass on. Yes.
0: Okay. But but I I also think um, that we we haven't built yet the the finance infrastructure to allow for mortgages. Ah. All right. So, okay. And I'm 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 excited because now we have the opportunity to build those kinds of financial services so that we could have access to mortgages, car financing, student loans, even. Um, and of course, that would significantly boost the economy and improve again uh, the lives of, of of our people. Because for me, it's it's just how do we create prosperity? You know, at home, and, and um, we don't even have to do much. We just have to look at what has been done in other places and then replicate that, but with better guarantees. Indicate in this case, uh, the, the guarantees that uh, Bitcoin provides cryptographic guarantees mm-hmm. and uh, hash power. Because for me, I, I think what really makes Bitcoin uh, such a force it's the defense mechanism on the blockchain, which is the record of. Um, I was watching. Um. Um. I've been watching. I've been following a lot the the work of uh, Jason Lowry. And I'm sure Jason yes, yes, P. Lowry. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And and he he formulates Bitcoin as. Um. um Using energy to defend property in cyberspace, right? So if Bitcoin's blockchain is going to be a store of all of our wealth, mm-hmm. then there has to be a mechanism to protect that wealth. Mm-hmm. So in three D space, you would need militaries and things like that, but in the cyberspace, you would need hash power,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Um, so I, I think that um, uh, if all of our wealth could be recorded on a ledger on 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 the internet we would need the kind of hash power that is uh, formidable enough to to withstand any kind of uh, adversarial attack. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, yeah um, um, building cities has been done, protecting cities has been done with militaries. How can we um, shift a lot of the protection of those ownership rights to
3: Bitcoin's hash power? And, and that's what, uh, what we're looking to to, to do with Bitcoin that's amazing and the vision is is grand it's like standing on the shoulders of giants you know yes. with the previous communities but i love how it's it's um showing the scalability yeah. potential for it yeah. what what um i guess weak points or gaps do you see uh in in this plan in terms of bitcoin being positive impact in bitcoin moment and cameroon in general because it's eventually going to spread to the whole yes. country right
2: yeah
3: yes. um, what 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 uh i guess not to say threats, but yeah, what hurdles do you see uh, or do you anticipate facing uh, as you build it out or as the country builds it out? Um,
0: so for me, um, I, I, I always, there's this uh, quote that I, that I keep thinking about, and it says uh, that more important than the destination is the journey, mm. right? So I'm, I'm very, passionate about um, um, Bitcoin and, and the promise that that it has. So I'm not so worried about the things that could go wrong. My primary concern is to just start. I know there's some things will go wrong, but I know that we would figure it out as we ourselves go along. So I haven't really taken the time to think about what would go wrong. Um, because you would never know what would go wrong. If, if you know in advance what would go wrong, then it would not go wrong because you put things in place. Uh, yeah, but so for me, it's accepting that you're starting from a place of ignorance Mm -hmm. but you would have to experiment so that you gather knowledge as to what would what did go wrong and then you try to fix that Mm -hmm. and all and 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 what even makes me to to be even more confident for example i started a training program for bitcoin developers okay right
3: this is like um, a, a bit devs in Cameroon.
0: In in Cameroon, right? Online yeah. as a telegram group.
3: Okay.
0: Um, so the first thing is um I made the fees to be ten thousand dollars. US. US. Yes. Right in Cameroon. And guess what? I had twenty people sign up. What? Yeah. And paid. Okay. So this is the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> this is happening right okay. So um now um the the, the contract was Pretty interesting. So the contract was, the training will be for 12 months. Okay. It would cost $10,000. Okay. But then you would only pay the $10,000 if you have a job as a big debt. Ah. So if you don't have a job, you don't pay. I see. But I see. if you do have a job, then you would pay these $10,000 across five years. Mm. So it means we would deduct $200 from your pay as a big death every month for five years. So that it's, you know, like, but what's interesting is um, the true value, at least in my estimation, wasn't $10,000. Maybe it's $5,000. But I put $10,000 as a hedge because I don't expect all 20 students to find jobs as we did. Do, right? You don't think so? And... Well, well, maybe it's possible, okay. but I'm just saying, it's my own insurance policy. Okay. That if out of 20 people, uh, 10 find jobs, mm-hmm. it means I could take the $50,000 that I've made from 10 people to offset the losses in terms of my time training, uh, uh, from those who didn't find jobs, it's, right. it's kind of like a, a a job insurance type scheme, where you train a pool of people. Some of them find jobs, others don't. But then the money you've made from those who do find jobs offset the losses from those who, who don't. Find. The other thing is, um, again because Bitcoin is a global ledger, right? Yeah. That could be structured into some kind of financial product. Think of it as a uh, you remember mortgage backed securities, right? So, what if we had a student loan? Yeah, CPUs, right? So, what if we had student loan yeah, right? yeah. so backed securities? Yeah. So, we could say these are 20 students that are studying Bitcoin development. We structure their contracts and then we put that on the blockchain, right? Now, any Bitcoin enthusiast across the world could buy a piece of that contract. Because they know they will get, you know, income from their future earnings. Well, they, after might. Five years. They, they might, right? Because but if
3: that student doesn't get, it doesn't the job, get, then
0: but that's the same thing with it every. Back yeah. yeah. Right. Because it is possible that uh the mortgage should not be paid. Yes. But then you could create tranches, if you will. You could say,
3: okay, this would be. You could rate them. This would be triple A. This would be recreating two thousand eight all over again. Yeah. <laughs> all over again. Sure, but but I... just with the, on the backs of an actual human yeah. being that wants to work. Yes. As opposed to a you know, a static mortgage that was exactly. not even vetted. Yeah. So and I, uh, I, I so, like to think about this more, but yes, it's, yeah, it seems yeah, like- so,
0: so, um, so I had 20 students, and then um, I started out teaching <laughs> yes. the philosophy of money, philosophy of Bitcoin, history of money, yeah. Oh, uh, how wallets work, uh, the ecosystem across the world, what are the companies that are involved
3: in it? Curriculum, uh, uh, test taking system and all, everything.
0: Um, not yet. So remember when you were asking that, are there any uh, uh um, problems or, or things that I see down the way? And I said, well, I don't know. I'll just start and then along the way. So it's very iterative. i do okay. going Um so, yeah. so when we started, we are looking at the curriculum from uh Lab. They have some curriculum. Yeah. Uh, I think it was prepared by Adam. Yep. Yes. yep. Um, so we're looking at that. And it was at a program and like I said, I'm not a developer. All right. But then I knew down the road, I'll probably find a developer who could take on the more technical sides of the, of the program. Which is where the community. Exactly. On, yeah. yeah. So when I started, it was just, you know, history of Bitcoin, the philosophy, the different tools, the different um, companies in the ecosystem, what are the mining companies, what are the exchanges, what are the marketplaces, Um, who are the people that are doing what and where. Mm-hmm. Um. That's how we found uh, Pakudila, India. When came to Cameroon, and things like that. And, yeah, yeah. Food, and, and one, of course, all of that brought in, the attention to yeah. Yeah.
2: I think that is yeah. uh it's what makes Farida
0: yes, give up the invite know, to come for the conference. Okay. Now being here at the conference, I actually met with Adam Jonas. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. he, so I yeah. explained yeah. what we're doing yeah. to the Like, oh well, that is a bit too complicated. So he yeah. is going to help us uh, create a more useful yeah. curriculum. Very nice. See, but yeah. if we didn't start, we would not end yeah. up yeah. with this. Yeah, exactly. I see now. Yeah. Um, and and we feel that um, it would be the same thing. You know, going forward. Um, we've had a lot of people who who are even looking to offer us grants. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, but um. As much as possible, we want this to be a for profit endeavor. So we're not sure how grants will fit into that. Yeah. they're um,
3: not. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Thank you for talking to me, Gio. Appreciate my it. And yeah. um, <laughs> <on> talk soon. <Sure. laughs> All right, bye right